All right. How's everybody doing this evening? Good. Amen. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Leon Barber. I'm the executive director here at Harvest Church. And uh, I pray that you all had a wonderful holiday. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, Pastor said on Sunday we're going to be advancing the vision in 2024. I'm really excited about that. So, uh, but I, I, something I noticed during the holidays, and maybe it was just me, but I noticed a lot of folks were a bit stressed out, particularly those folks who work in retail establishments. I couldn't help but notice that uh, several of those people were a bit low on one of the fruits of the spirit, kindness. <laughs> so uh, I don't know, I asked God, what do you want me to say? And he impressed upon me and came up my heart. Just talk a little bit about, there's several fruits of the spirit that we're gonna see in just a minute here. But we're gonna talk about this one particular one because it's very important. This is important in our relationship with him, it's important with our relationship with our spouses, our family, on our job, etc. Kindness. This is one of the fruits of the Spirit which God wants us to develop because Jesus said that's how the world is going to know us, by the fruit in our lives. So let's start off with this scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23 in Amplified. Awesome. So they, this is what it says. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes is love, joy, Gladness, peace, patience, and even temper, forbearance, kindness, goodness, benevolence, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Or in other words, if, you, if we all develop in the fruits of the Spirit, Nobody's going to be able to, they, they might be able to, they, they, of course, some people will just lie about you. But their lie won't hold a candle because, why? Because you're all, you're living. You have the fruits of the Spirit developing in you. And I don't know about you, I'm really glad that that word says, the work which his presence within us accomplishments. Because us alone as human beings, we don't have the power to be able to do that. But with God's help, we can. Now, some of these fruits like patience and self-control I don't know about you, but I, I, found, I find them to be a bit difficult to obtain, but, but God, he's helping us. And I'm sure that we can all agree that each of these traits are very good for all of us to pursue. But as I mentioned, tonight we're going to focus on kindness. So what does the word kindness mean? Let's start off with the Webster's Dictionary definition of that word. It says in Webster's that kindness is the quality of being friendly Generous and considerate, synonyms, kindliness, kind-heartedness, warm-heartedness, tender-heartedness, goodwill, affectionate, affection, <laughs> warmth, gentleness, tenderness, concern, and care. That's what Webster says about the definition of kindness. That was not what some of those folks that I saw stressed out over the holidays were exhibiting. Um, so here's a question for you. When I say the word kindness, is there a particular person that comes up in your mind? Amen. Besides Jesus, is there a human being that comes up in your mind? I don't know about you, but I can think of a few folks 
that I interact with on a daily and weekly basis that are the totally the opposite of kindness. And I'm praying for them. However, when I hear the word kindness, I do, there are a few people that come to mind. The first one is my, my wife, Patrice. She's the kindest person I've ever met in my life. We'll be married 32 years this month. And then she, yeah. Love you, babe. Two of our sons, Larry and Leon, those men, they have such kind hearts, and God is using them in mighty ways. I think about Pastor Coyne and Pastor Misty, who totally exemplify kindness. As a matter of fact, one of the most important lessons I've learned from Pastor and Pastor Misty in the many years that I've known them is to be kind to folks, even when folks are not kind to you. And, and they don't just, you know, Pastor, they don't just talk to the talk, they walk to the walk. I've seen it. I've seen people be unkind to them where I was said something under my breath about, dude, I hope your dental insurance is paid up because you get fitting to lose some teeth up. But <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, though. <laughs> but you know what? Did it hurt? Sure. But what was their behavior? They exhibited kindness towards this person or these people. They pray for them, which is what the word tells us to do. However, the person I think about most of all when I hear the word kindness, what somebody over here said, is our Lord and Savior Jesus, about whom the Apostle Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He said to the church at Corinth, for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing, in that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor, in order that by his poverty you might become enriched or abundantly supplied. That's our Jesus. What a testimony. What a great example. You know what? I think as a human being, I think we should all endeavor to live our lives in such a manner that even when we leave this planet, the worst thing that anybody could ever say about us is that we were kind and generous. What a way to live. And I'm not saying it's easy. Oh, my God. As soon as you start traveling down this road, the enemy just starts throwing people at you to get you off the road. Well, here's another question. Why be kind? Why does God want us to develop this fruit of the Spirit? Why treat others better than they treat us? I'm always asking God questions like that. And he always gives me answers. Most of the time, just by reading his word. First of all, he wants us to be kind because he is kind. And he wants us to be more like him. Psalm 26.3 says, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth faithfully. Psalm 63.3 says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 6 says, for we also were once thoughtless and senseless, obstinate and disobedient, deluded and misled. We too were once slaves to all sorts of cravings and pleasures, wasting our days in malice and jealousy and envy, hateful, hated, detestable, and hating one another. But, I love it in the Bible when it says, 
But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior to man appeared, he saved us. Not because of any works of righteousness that we had done, but because of his own pity and mercy. By the cleansing bath of the new birth, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit, which he poured out so richly upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. God wants us to be kind because he is kind. I believe that he also wants us to be kind because he knows, God knows, he's the manufacturer, he knows us better than any person on this planet. God knows that us being kind will make us happy. Proverbs 14, 21 says, he who despises his neighbor sins against God, his fellow man, and himself, but happy, blessed, and fortunate is he who is kind and merciful to the poor. God wants us to be kind because it will benefit us. Proverbs eleven seventeen says, the merciful, kind, and generous man benefits himself because his deeds return to bless him. You can't outgive God. That's why I have a few people on my job that, uh, and we all do. I, I just, and I'm not telling any sad story here, but man, I, I had a situation yesterday, but I just, after the phone call, I just took a few minutes, prayed for that person, and said, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> and then I just went on about my business. And I said, God, I'm casting that care upon you because you told me to be kind, I'm gonna be kind. Man, so Proverbs 11:17 17 says, the merciful, kind, and generous man benefits himself for his deeds return to bless him, but he who is cruel and callous to the wants of others brings on himself retribution. Kindness, unkindness. We're going to reap something from either action. I wasn't really good in math, but you know, I kind of figured, you know what, I'm gonna stay on the good side of God. Because on the bad side, not good things happen. And so, I don't know about you, but I didn't necessarily have the kindness, I didn't grow up with the kindness gene in me. And it wasn't necessarily modeled for me growing up. And if any of you knew where I grew up, you would definitely say, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, brother, yeah. So I, I know, I know, I know most of you are going to have a hard time believing what I'm getting ready to say. But in my past, I was rude. I know. I was somewhat mean, inconsiderate, definitely not kind. And I know y'all are having a hard time saying, tell me it's not so, Brother Leon. <laughs> oh. But the bad news is, yes, that was true. If my wife were here tonight, she'd be going, amen, brother, preach it. <laughs> Oh, man. But here's the good news. Because of my Lord and Savior, I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. Because of the kindness and sacrifice of Jesus, I am a new creature. I am changed. Nowhere near where I'm going to be, but bet much better than I was. I credit that to several factors. First of all, I thank God for loving me so much that he sent his only begotten son, to rescue and save me. Man, I, every time I think about that, it just brings tears to my eyes because, and I'm sure this is a story for all of us in here, where will we be? Were it not for God.
were it not for his son Jesus, were it, were it not for the kindness that God exhibited to, to us, where would we be? Secondly, I thank him for putting my wife Patrice in my life. She has helped me immeasurably. Thirdly, the word of God has been a tremendous influence in my life. And while studying the word years ago, I just made a decision that I wanted to behave in a manner that God, my wife, our children, our grandchildren, that they would all be pleased and proud to know me. Additionally, I've had other examples in my life of men who are both tough and kind, men like Pastor Coyne, Bishop Hash, as kind as the day is long, but don't mess with them. Kindness is not weakness. And anybody who mistakes it for, they're making, they're, they're making a huge mistake. I've been studying both of those men for years. And I'm telling you to let you know that that is what I was like. And if you are like anything like I was, you can change too. Kindness, again, is not a weakness, but because kindness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, it makes the one who practices kindness strong and has the added benefit of blessing the folks who are the object of the kindness. Now, I find this next scripture that I'm about to read to you very interesting. This is Luke chapter 6, verse 35 to 38 in the message translation. Now, I want you to picture this in, the, in, in your mind. I do this often. I, I read the Bible, and I, I kind of like put it in today's terms. And when I see what, what, the, what the old folks used to say, the words are written in hot sauce, <laughs> the words written in red, I, I just imagine... Jesus actually making these statements. And here is what Luke recorded that Jesus said. I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Jesus said this. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives towards us generously and graciously, even when we are at our worst. Our Father is kind, so you be kind. Jesus said this. Don't pick on people. Don't jump on their failures. Don't criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life, you'll find life given back, but not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Those are the words of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Our Father is kind. So he said to us, you be kind. God wants us to be like him. To be kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. You know, that is so contrary to the world and what you see, what we see on TV and in movies. Somebody does something to me, you know what's going to happen next. I'm going to get them. <laughs> and you know what happens after that? When I die, they're going to come get my son. And on and on and on and on and on it goes. There are literally millions of people around the world who know no other way but retribution, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. 
I wonder just what would happen if one of those people said, you know what, I don't care what you do to me. I'm going to love you and I'm going to be kind to you. I wonder how many cycles that would break, how many lives that would save. Man, God wants us to be like him, to be kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and the wicked. And some time ago when I was reading this and I was studying this and I was like, God, how in the world can I do that? How in the world can any human being do that? And immediately the scripture jumped in my head, Zechariah 4, 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by power, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. I tell God every morning or several times a day, I say, God, I can't take my next breath. I can't do anything. I can't think. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I cannot function apart from you. You are my life. Help me today with everything I do and everything I say. And <laughs> he has never not come through. Always comes through. It's not by our powers, nor by our might. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. God Almighty said that. Philippians 4.13 says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow. I got a few quotes here from some folks here. Some of them you may have heard of. These are quotes from various folks about kindness. Billy Graham said this. Kindness is an essential part of God's work in ours here on earth. Essential part. How many of y'all heard of Jackie Chan? Yeah. This is what Jackie Chan says. Sometimes it takes only one act of kindness and caring to change a person's life. I've seen that in my own life. One act of kindness. A gentleman named Harold S. Kushner said, do things for people not because of who they are, or what they can do for you in return, but because of who you are. I like that. Princess Diana said this, carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward, safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you. Andrew Iskander said, because that's what kindness is. It's not doing something for someone else because they, because they can't, but because you can. Scott Adams said, remember, there's no such thing as a, as a small act of kindness. Every act creates a ripple with no logical end. So you might be sitting there saying, yeah, this all sounds good. You know, yeah, I hear you, Leon. Yeah, what time is it? Is, I, gotta, um, I, I didn't eat dinner. Would you please hurry up? Okay. You might be asking this, though. Are there some practical advice that you could give me to help me become kinder? And I'm glad you asked that. So I got a list of some very simple things that we can all do. We can all do, because none of us have arrived, and none of us will arrive until we go home to be with the Lord. But while we're here, these are things that we all can do. Robert, can I pick on you? Could you come up here for a second? Y'all give Robert Spain a hand. 
Outside of pastors, this is the most famous man in Harvest Church. You see that smile? We, when, we were, when we were working, when we were, Rob, Robert and I working the Usher team, we, we had a hard time learning how to smile. And Pastor would say, you guys need to smile more. So, so we started turning to Robert to get lessons on how to smile. Smile for the people, man. Thank you. All right, thank you. <laughs> One thing we can do is smile. Make someone's day a little sweeter. Another thing we can do is we can look for ways to promote peace. How much better would the world be if we all did that? Here's the third thing we can do. Just listen. Believe it or not, one of the biggest acts of kindness that we can perform for other people is just listening to them. Without waiting to say all the words we have stored up, waiting for them to finish. I was taught a long time ago that God gave me two ears and one mouth for a reason. To listen twice as much as I talk. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> uh, hey, listen, people don't always need our advice. More times than not, they just want to know that we care. That's all they really want to know. Another thing we can do, we can offer a hug or embrace. Sometimes that's all we can do, depending on situations people are going through. Invite someone new into your circle, the circle of friends that you have. Help other people feel wanted. Pastor's awesome at that. We watch him at Brave, and he's always looking for somebody who appears to be shy or in a corner by themselves to get them connected with another guy so that they won't feel so alone. Because you know how we are as human beings. We'll go in a room and we don't know anybody. We'll just find a seat all the way in the back in the darkest corner. Say, nobody's going to see me here. Well, Pastor will find you. <laughs> Another thing we can do, call someone. Send them an email, a text, or a card. I just read to you a quote by someone that says, there's no such thing as a small act of kindness. And people really don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And sometimes just a simple text to someone, hey, you, you were on my heart today. How are you doing? How are things going? Man. Give someone a genuine compliment. Here's one. I'm working on this one. Help clean up without being asked. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I hear some testimonies up in here. Okay. Help someone out in a practical way. Not doing what you feel needs to be done for them. Find out what they need and do that for them. Hold the door open for the person behind you. How cool would that be? My wife will tell you, when I'm around, she doesn't open doors. Somebody called me old-fashioned. I said, you can call me whatever you want to call me, dude. I'm, you know, my wife is happy. And matter of fact, she, <laughs> it's gotten to the point now, if I like, have temporary amnesia and I forget, she'll stand there until I remember. <laughs> She did that to one of our sons. Uh, we, were, we were visiting family, and uh, a son, he just jumped in the car. I said, I said, you better open the door for your mama. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> People who we don't know have actually stopped us commenting on that. When we would get out of our car, open the door for my wife, 
we're walking in the store and somebody says, hey, I just saw you open the door for your wife. That is awesome. And here I'm thinking, everybody does this. I'm like, wow. Just, we're talking about being kind. How about encouraging a friend or a family member when they are uncertain about a decision? Or it appears to be one of those days for them and they just need a little of encouragement. You know, it's a funny thing, during the holidays and almost immediately after the holidays, a lot of people did not have a good time. It's a time to be sensitive to people and encourage them and to help them. Here's another one. Make peace with someone that has hurt you. That's huge. Forgive them. So God will forgive you your sins and your prayers will not be hindered. Strike up a conversation with a stranger. <laughs> Here's a big one. Let someone into your lane while driving. And don't get upset about it. Hey, listen, in today's world, that's not only kind, that's a good strategy for staying safe. I'll let, I don't care, I'll let 15 cars get in front of me, I don't care. I, I am not in that much of a hurry. Pay for the person behind you in line. It gets them every time. They're like, like I paid for somebody's coffee at Starbucks. I was there, and I paid for mine. I said, hey, how much is the person behind me? They said, oh, just, I, here, take care of them, and you keep the change. And then I drive off, and, and they're getting to the window, and they're trying to give the guy their card, and he's like, no, no, no. And they're looking, they're pointing, and it's it hilarious. But I bet it made them feel good. Give your time to a friend or someone who needs us. Sometimes just showing up, pastor calls it the ministry of being present. That'll be all someone needs. Say thank you and please every day without fail. Meditate on loving kindness. Let's all purpose to live our lives such that our actions contribute to others being happy, to others being peaceful, to others being free from suffering. And in doing so, guess what will happen? We'll be happy, we'll be peaceful, and we'll be free from suffering. Say I love you a little bit more to your family and your friends. Pause before you speak and choose your words with positive intention. You know, words can either lift or they can destroy. They can bring peace or they can bring war. Pause before you speak. Be positive. And like my mama used to say, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say, just smile. <laughs> like Robert. <laughs> Help someone get some rest. Watch their kids, run an errand, bring them dinner, etc. Pick up litter you see thrown about even if it's not yours. And here's a good one. Decide not to complain or curse for one week. Selah. Give something meaningful to someone. Donate some of your resources, your time, your money. Give your seat to someone who needs it more. You get the picture. Just be kind. These are practical things that we, and I'm sure you could probably think, this is 25 things, you could probably think of 25 more. Here's, here's, here's a key lesson though. How many of these things are you going to do? Let me wrap up with this. God wants us to be kinder because it's in his nature. He wants us to be more like him. And by the way, 
When I, I was talking to somebody, you know, I, I, I don't debate people about the word because the word is the word. I mean, I'm like, dude, come on. I'm not going to argue with you about the Bible. You serious? But he's, somebody asked me the question, well, how do you know what God is like? How come you're so certain that God is like this? I said, well, just look at Jesus. I said, you go and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John a few times, and you will know what the Father is like. Because Jesus is just like the Father. He emulated God, and he, and he did and said what he knew God would do and say in similar circumstances. Like everything else, we have to be intentional about being kind. The word the pastor uses is self-aware. We need to recognize our behavior, and we need to, on our own, make adjustments where needed. Listen to this. Being kind will make us happy, even if the person we are being kind to does not appreciate our kindness. God sees our heart, and he sees our kindness, and it makes him happy with us as well. That's why some... I don't know how many years ago, I just decided, I said, you know what, I'm like pastor. I said, nobody's going to make me have a bad day. Because I live, breathe, work, everything I do is for him. So my goal every day is to please him. And in pleasing him, I please a lot of people. But also in pleasing him, I kind of tick off a few folks. But those folks that I tick off, I still love them and treat them with kindness as well. Finally, God wants us to be kind because it will benefit us. Whatever we sow, that also we will reap. By sowing kindness, we will reap kindness. And folks, let's all endeavor to be kinder and gentler to everybody that we know. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, thank you. I don't know if anybody else got anything out of this, but Father, I sure did. And I purpose in my heart, Father, to be even kinder to be gentler, to think more of others than I think of myself. So, Father, we thank you for the word that went forth tonight. We thank you for this wonderful church called Harvest Church. We ask that you bless everyone who is here, everyone within the sound of my voice. Thank you, Father God, for healing each and every person that heard that word tonight. We honor you, sir. We love you, and we appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen.